Centuries of freedom have taught us to think in terms of continuous improvement of an always better future. Welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. I'm Matthew House Barbie, and today I'm speaking with the founder of Metagoons. Metagoons has just raised a couple of million in seed round, and they're about to do their Series A, which they'll be doing at a valuation of around about a hundred million. Uh, so, pretty pretty sizable round that uh, they're raising. Metagoons itself is kind of like this blend between a traditional gaming guilds, so gaming guilds like YGG, where uh, they will help aspiring gamers in the play and earn economy and arm them with largely in-game assets in the form of NFTs, uh, help educate them on how to create more rewards and take a cut of their revenue. And then also kind of like a incubator for the emerging creator economy inside web3 and dj the founder talks a bunch about some of the ways that their their whole project works some of the roadmap the things that they're doing um the overlap between kind of being more of a lifestyle brand and an esports kind of company in in many ways and then also some of the different games in the GameFi space that he has his eye on that they're active investors in and some of the different platforms that are appearing within the creator economy space i found this pretty interesting as a chat i've been talking to dj for a little while now and there were a bunch of platforms that he mentions in in this interview that I'd never heard of and am, am doing a bunch of research around now. So lots of lots of cool stuff in here. I think this is one that if you're interested in what the creator space is going to look like in, in Web3 and also anything around gaming, play and earn and like wider GameFi, this, this is going to be an interview that you're really going to enjoy. So <clears throat> we're going to get started and dive straight into this interview right after this. If you're struggling to get your head around the complexity of decentralized finance, I have something just for you. Decrypting DeFi is an online course where I walk you through all of the important concepts within DeFi and share step-by-step -step tutorials on how to start generating income from your crypto assets. Whether you're interested in this from an investment point of view or just want to better understand how things like yield farming, liquidity mining, and staking works, the course will have something for you. Head over to mhb.xyz forward slash DeFi to learn more. DJ, welcome to the Decrypting Crypto podcast. Uh, really happy to have you on. Why don't you give everyone here a little bit of uh, background into yourself and kind of how you got involved in the, the wider crypto space? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Matt, for having me on, man. I, re I really appreciate it. Um, but my my name is obviously DJ, and um, my crypto journey started in 2015, but I've been a gamer ever since I was five years old. I spent a lot of time playing RuneScape, and uh, this was actually one of the first places that I really learned to interact with individuals that I'd never met in my life before. And and, and actually build stronger relationships than kids that I went with, with, with these internet friends um, 
then I, I built with kids that I went to elementary and middle school with. And um, yeah, tying back to my crypto journey, um, 2015. Um, so I got a chance to experience the entire Ethereum white paper mania. And then in 2018 is where I saw CryptoKitties and Axie Infinity. And it immediately intrigued me. But at the time, I didn't necessarily have the funds, but I was just thinking um, about all of the aspirations that they had to, you know, really create a player owned economy and actually give individuals, gamers like myself, a chance to have ownership over not just the game, but the entire business model that they were building. So, I mean, this made sense to me. Um, and then fast forward to 2020 is when I actually uh, ended up trading some funds and I was able to um, actually purchase some assets within the game itself, um, Axie. So I ended up just kind of going all in and um, uh, was a little bit of a degenerate. I ended up purchasing some Genesis land, uh, some Mystic Axies. But when I did this, it gave me access to um, a completely new network that I, I just... I wanted to immerse myself in. So I became very close with the co-founders of Sky Mavis, a lot of the OGs in the metaverse space. And I just wanted to kind of um, go head on into the industry. And I think it was summer of 2021 where this scholarship model uh, that was created in the Axie Infinity ecosystem, which basically allowed gamers or owners um, like myself and many others who may have had axes or these NFT characters sitting idle in their inventory. Um, it gave them the ability to lease or rent out their assets in a permissionless way to somebody in a Discord server, to somebody on Twitter um, that they never met before. And this was huge because it was incubating communities and giving people a chance to create and earn supplemental income, which was very, very disruptive. And it doesn't just change gaming, but it changes the entire financial system. So um, I took this as a golden opportunity and started up a guild of my own in, um, in early June and uh, had the opportunity to meet um, my business partner, who's now the, uh, who's also the co-founder of, of our guild called the Metagoons. And during this time when we started our, our guild, um, at first, you know, we started to see a ton of guilds pop up and we, we did some due diligence and we took a look at the overall landscape of what was going on. And we saw everybody was just trying to copy and paste what YGG and Merit Circle were doing, but nobody was really trying to create a brand that appealed to individuals that were outside of gaming. So a light bulb just kind of clicked in both of our minds and we were thinking, hey, we can take this to a, an entirely new level. Like we can create an aspirational brand that doesn't just relate to gamers, that relates to musicians, artists, obviously esports, but even the entertainment scene. And then um, we wanted to create something that had a much more content creator oriented push. So now we're creating this, this premier brand. And just to give you some more context, a lot of it was inspired by what FaZe Clan did. And uh, I personally spent a lot of time in my childhood watching FaZe Banks, watching Rice Gum, watching KSI, and just seeing how every single day 
they would just put their head down and work and just create content. And, you know, I would watch their content because I wanted to be like them. I wanted to live that lifestyle. I wanted to be a part of everything that they were doing. And it made me feel like I was actually friends with these people. So this is the same type of aura that we're trying to create with the Metagoons. And, um, but we're just trying to do it on a much larger scale in the Web3 ecosystem. So yeah, that's just, uh, I may have went on a little tangent, but that's basically what we're, we're trying to do here. We're trying to onboard the next generation of uh, users. And I think the Trojan horse with that is gaming, uh, especially for crypto. And I think it even goes beyond that. And I think content creation is the low-hanging fruit right now. So we are going full force when it comes to that. So we, we've talked a little bit prior to this this interview, DJ, over the, the past few weeks, right? And talked a little bit about Metagoons. And it seems like Metagoons is this split between kind of a traditional, if you can even call it that, gaming guild yeah. Uh, and like an incubator for creators. So it's this blend of like Web3 meets the creator economy uh, and play to own gaming is is in amongst all of that. You know, before we, I, I think it'd be great for you to break down the different ways that Metagoons actually plans to grow and how it functions like on an operational level. But if we just take a little bit of a step back for some of the listeners, how, how would you even, how would you define what a gaming guild is at this point to to someone that's kind of just getting getting a hang and a grip of like wider web three. Right. It's a very, very good question. So I'm sure a ton of people have different answers, but what a guild at heart is, is a community of owners that may have exposure to these virtual economies or these games. And they actually acquire assets and they they cultivate and they incubate communities. And what they do is they distribute or lease these assets, like I was um, stating earlier, to players that may not have the opportunity to bear the cost of affording uh, an Axie team of three NFTs or bearing the cost of a, a Cypher Inu or any of these other gaming assets. So it allows them to play and, and generate revenue without having a cost basis. So largely what you're you're doing here as a, as a gaming guild, at least, uh, even Metagoons to one side, because there's plenty here. You mentioned YGG, which are one of yeah. the, the largest, if not the largest gaming guild uh, in, in operation right now, is you're kind of fronting the cost of uh, the upfronts in terms of NFT purchases, which are largely like the in-game assets, to... And, and, and passing them on to players um, for them to play and taking like largely a revenue share is usually the the kind of setup um, to so that they can kind of play without any upfront costs. Is that, that largely correct? That is absolutely correct. And it's only right that if they're utilizing the game and the gaming assets, they should be taking a majority of the revenue that's being created. So, I mean, there are some bad characters out there that are, are abusing uh, players, but we make sure that we give our players more than half of, of what they're earning. Great. So what are there specific game ecosystems that you're doubling down on? Or are you because I know, like YGG, for example, is very focused on, of course, Axie, but also is making a ton of strategic investments in a whole host of different ecosystems. Is there like a overall like thesis that you all have at Metagoons or a very specific type of games that you tend to, to focus on? 
Yeah, so we want to make sure that we are having exposure to games that appeal to uh, a ton of different demographics. So Axie currently right now, we have over a thousand scholars, but um, we actually have exposure to, I would say, over eight play to earn games. A lot of them are, are not online yet, but one of them that we're very interested um, to see what happens and, and we're fascinated by is Cyball. And Cyball is actually releasing their game on the 22nd of this month. So we have a ton of those assets that we'll be setting up uh, scholarships for our, uh, our guild members or our community members there. But it, it's, it's good to be diversified, but we wanna make sure we kind of appeal to um, everyone, not just have it be you know somebody that may just like playing um, a turn-based card style game, similar to Hearthstone, like Axie, but we want to make sure that we're including, you know, maybe some first person shooters or some more strategic games, dungeon rating games and a little bit of a little bit of everything. We want to create a, cult, a, a melting pot here. Great. So why don't we dig in a little bit more about because I'm sure everyone listening is like, OK, this is this is interesting. Uh, but like, <laughs> how does how does this thing grow scale and like what what is the opportunity that you're going after? So how does Metagoons in particular generate revenue I, I think there's like one piece that you've talked about here which is revenue share with the gamers we haven't really even talked about the creator economy side of things yet so why don't you right. give a bit of an overview on how that how that works so our bread and butter currently right now is axie infinity and i'm sure this is the case with a lot of guilds they're getting into peg axie and these other up-and-coming games and generating revenue that way but what we think right now is again the low-hanging fruit is content creation so content management, talent management, you know, uh, appealing and allowing the content creator to monetize and build out their brand on these, you know, up and coming platforms. Glass.xyz is a perfect example where we have content creators that are on there that are making five to 10 times the amount of income that they would if they were to upload a video on YouTube, if they were to try to stream or, or, or be a part of Twitch. So we're looking for outliers like that. And I think that's the key, you know, and it goes beyond just play to earn content, lifestyle content, travel vlogs, gameplay, game reviews, educational content, professional game gaming streams, you know, industry news, viral content, um, even just short clips. Um, I think that's very, very important. And I think it's people want to see what's happening in the in, in the industry as a whole. They want to see raw content. They want to be able to relate to someone. So that's exactly what we're trying to create. An ecosystem where our audience can pick and choose anything that they want to watch. And what what are some of the big differences, especially on the creator side? I think this is interesting. Like we've had a few people come already onto the show this season um, where we talked a bit about play and earn and dug in quite a bit there. Now the creator side of things and largely kind of the influencer space in, in web three hasn't really been something that uh, we we've dug into a whole lot. So how, what do you see that's different from the traditional web two creator economy to what's happening in web three? So creators in web three will actually have a chance to, incentivize their audience, incentivize their fan base, you know, whether just to give you a case in point or an example, imagine Ninja, right? Imagine Ninja 
creates or he wins a tournament or creates this very special moment and he's able to actually capture it and turn it into a uh, an NFT clip, maybe a five of five series, and he's able to set a price on it for his community or able to give something back to his community. Now, and just that- uh, DJ, just but sorry to interject, right? Just for everyone listening, Ninja is like one of the top esports streaming earners, right? Right, right. right. I just want to clarify for one anyone of the most who- one of yeah. the most famous, um, I guess gamers, streamers, and has really disrupted the entire industry. So that's why I used him as an example. But say he was able to create a, a, a clip, you know, and, and mint a five of five series, and that actually would give his audience or his community ownership of a piece of him, you know, that would create so much value for the community. And I'm sure there are, ton- there are probably millions of people that would want that. So we are trying to create a system where the creators can actually give back to their audience and can incentivize them so that they feel like they are a part of the journey and they feel like they're, you know, not just fans, but they're invested into this individual, which could be huge. It will be huge. It it sounds like a big overlap on the social side of things. How how much do you kind of draw parallels between what you're building with Metagoons and with just building out like a, a social network in, in some respects? It's, it's all about community building. Um, so I would say, I don't think there's, there's, there's a right answer to that question. I think it's just more so being in line with the community, asking the community what they want, giving them, giving them, I guess, authority into how the direction of the company should be bringing them creators that they want to see, bringing them content, and then just involving them on all fronts when it comes to that specific content. And uh, yeah, also experiences are a huge part. Imagine people being able to um, be immersed in a metaverse with Ninja or with one of their favorite content creators, actually spend time. And instead of going to an event that may cost $40,000 or so, you, we could spin up an event in in Decentraland in Sandbox. We could we could have a Metagoons mansion with all of their favorite creators, and they could actually talk and and spend some quality time with these individuals. So this is this is where I see the industry heading in the in the future. So Metagoons as an organization, we're setting up that infrastructure. And it seems like this this is already starting to happen, like even outside of Metagoons, right? I think like Snoop Dogg's one of the the most right. obvious examples of of this happening where he kind of set up his mansion in the uh in the sandbox and has been doing a lot of like private um kind of meet and greets for his nft holders it seems like this is just going to be a consistent trend especially through 2022 and beyond um do, do you see this happening largely with like bigger celebrities at this stage, or do you think this is going to happen all the way through from like newer creators springing up communities right now? I think it's, it's the latter, to be honest. I think what the missing link is the Western audience right now. Snoop Dogg is a, is a very, very big example of, of the domino effect that we're going to see happen. Um, there are going to be a ton of other celebrities um, that want to follow in his steps because it's making headlines and um, 
the community loves it, but it's going to allow new creators to build and to be innovative and actually compete with these bigger celebrities because they still have to catch up, you know? They have to pay someone to educate them. But if you're a native user and you've been in, in crypto for a while, you've been a creator for a long time, you know you have a blueprint, you know? And if you have friends within the industry, you have that direct bloodline to, you know, collaborate and brainstorm and come up with out of the box ideas. And that's something that I actually love about crypto. I love about play to earn. I love about Web3 is we're no longer thinking in the walled garden, um, you know, approach. Like everybody wants to collaborate. Everybody wants to work together. We want to form these uh, alliances. And yeah. What does success look like for metagoons um i think the vision is that you've laid out is, is is pretty compelling is exciting and it's pretty fresh like within web3 overall like this is not something that i think i've been hearing a huge amount about whereas the combination of this content incubator and uh lifestyle brand alongside the the gaming guild but what 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 does success look like for you over the next two to three years and what's how, how are things been going so far Things have actually been going very, very well. We have an event on the 26th um, with a, uh, a very famous uh, artist, and we're doing a virtual event with him. We're going to be rewarding our community members. I can't disclose too much on it now, but I'm sure in the next coming days, uh, you'll, you'll see what we have cooking up. But just to give you an idea of what we're trying to, to create in our vision is like, we intend to incubate and develop communities that are, you know, focused on fostering the next generation of creators. Um, so we plan on bringing and and creating this prestigious, aspirational brand that anybody that has internet access can be involved with. You know, this is this inspires and it passes the torch down to the youth, and the youth, the, the next generation, they're ultimately going to to shape this emerging industry that we're building together. I mean, it's about setting up that foundation for for the next for the, the next the next runners up. And I think that's what a lot of people in the space are are, are trying to do. Um, but I think that comes with a focus just beyond play to earn. I think you have to tap into that 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 content layer that Metagoons is, is doing. But yeah, we're we're just not to not to cut you off, but I was just gonna also add like we're on a mission to define the new culture in content and music and art and gaming and esports all in web3 it seems pretty ambitious uh, covering covering all of those areas but i can see how they can all kind of feed into to one another what what does what does the team look like right now like how how big is metagoons i know that you recently wrapped up your seed round like what 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 does this look like from an organizational perspective at this point Currently, we have a team of around 28 individuals. And uh, yeah, we had our seed round. We raised 2 million at a 30 million valuation. Um, we're actually raising our Series A um, in about a few weeks. We'll be raising at a 100 mil valuation and we'll be raising 10 million. Um, wow. Yeah. Do you see that, the, is there going to be, like, I'm thinking about ways that listeners in particular could potentially get exposure to the the Metagoon's success, do you see there being a token launch in the future or anything along those lines or NFTs that you'll be launching that uh, have some kind of over, 
uh, ownership stake or anything along those lines? I don't want to touch too much on the NFT platform that we're thinking of creating down the line, but I would definitely say all of our community members will be incentivized and rewarded for participating in our ecosystem, whether that means supporting our content creators, actively sending in art, and just attending the events. Um, but yeah, there will be a token down down the line. I can't disclose too much on it, but um, it will it will definitely be something that allows um, everyone to to benefit from. Cool. And for for new creators or existing creators in the Web two world, what do you if the if if I'm a creator today and I've got like a reasonable either Twitch following or maybe I've got like a good YouTube following and uh, DJ, you were going to kind of try and convince me to move over what I'm doing there into and like take a leap of faith over and join the crew over at Metagoons and start thinking about how this all translates into Web3. What's what's kind of the what's the messaging there and the positioning of how, do you, how are you convincing people to kind of take a leap of faith on this journey with you all? I, I wouldn't even say it's convincing. I think it comes down to the education. A lot of people are misinformed with the information that they're getting in regards to play to earn, that they're getting in regards to NFTs, to crypto. Um, So I think if you educate somebody in the right way and you show them what's possible, you show them the lives that are changing and you show them that they could actually receive um, not just royalties, but they could benefit from everything that they create. I think it sells itself. You know, player ran economies, giving more back to, you know, taking more from the, I guess, the institutions and putting it back into the power of the people. I think that's what we're seeing um, with this major shift in NFTs, play to earn and just like this newly immersed metaverse that that we're trying to create. And it's still very, very early. Um, so personally, I mean, this this may be even off topic, but I think we're going to see trillions and trillions of dollars pour into this market over the course of the next few years. Well, I think that would all be music to everyone listening is, especially those that have a vested stake in, in the success <laughs> of all this. I'm, I'm not uh, saying I'm not saying go all in or, or be a degenerate. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even think about the internet in you know the '90s. Like, there were so many people that were doubting it. So many people that said, you know, this is not going to be around. And like, even with crypto, like in the early days, like even in 2015, like you know, the banks, the regulators were saying, you know, this is a scam. This is not the place to be. And now look at it. Everybody's getting involved. The same thing is going to happen with metaverses. The same thing is going to happen with play to earn, with NFTs, with music NFTs. The industry is going to inevitably shift there. So I think everybody right now that that knows about it or that doesn't know about it needs to get educated. And if you need help being educated, please reach out to me on, on Twitter at I got a whiz. And um, I'm more than happy to, to lend a hand. And if I don't have the answers to your question, I can definitely connect you with somebody in my network that, that will. And you all have a pretty active Discord channel as well, right? I, I jumped in there not long ago, and this, there's a bunch of great conver- uh, conversations that happen in there for people, right? Oh yeah, you get it. You got a chance to talk to some of the goons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, so talking about, uh, people trying to like get their head around metaverse and some of the doubters and things like that. And um, what are some projects, especially in the kind of metaverse and play and earn space that you're 
excited about? I know you're all, um, you're all investing in a bunch of these projects as well and making some strategic investments in, in that respect. But what are you seeing right now where you're like, damn, this really cool project. I know you mentioned Glass XYZ as a more creator uh, space that, that I actually hadn't heard of. Um, but what, what other stuff is, is pretty cool? I would say Glass XYZ, obviously Axie Infinity, a game that's, that's you know, is basically the staple for play to earn, has done a tremendous amount for the industry. Like I cannot even thank them enough. Personally, they sh- they've changed my lives and millions of others. But I would say um, something that I am very, very interested in is VR metaverses, virtual reality experiences. And there's actually a company um, called XLab, XLabs, and they are developing a metaverse virtual reality first person shooter called Veil VR. I'm super, super ecstatic to play the game, test it out. And they've been developing for years. So I think experiences like that are going to really change the way that we game. And I mean, virtual reality as of right now, like you put it, you put a headphone on, you put your Oculus on or you you put one of your headsets on and you can only play for like maybe like an hour or two without getting a headache. I think the technology is still um, in very early stages, but I'm very excited to see what can happen in the next few years. But definitely anybody that's listening, please check out Veil VR and X-Labs. They're doing a fantastic job of what they're innovating and creating in the space. And what about uh, any of the play and earn games that are kind of getting your attention right now? I know you mentioned Axie and I think- Cyball, uh, Cyball, Cyball yeah. is, is uh, dropping their official launch on the 22nd of, of this month. It's a basically a, a soccer inspired uh, turn-based game. Um, has a lot of legs. I, I played the beta, I really like it a lot. Um, the Metagoons, we actually acquired some packs and we ended up receiving a legendary Cyball, which is the equivalent nice. to like one of the rarest in um, in the char- in the NFT characters. So um, yeah, Cyball. And then also another one that um, caught my attention, it kind of has like a cyberpunk, uh, like an RPG type of game. It's called Cypherian Surge or Cypher. And um, it reminds me a little bit of Crash Bandicoot, but it'll be like a dungeon style, like level rating game, um, but definitely looks looks very I- intriguing. I've been following Cypher for quite a while. I know they've oh, been yeah. building for what seems like quite a long time now, but looks really, really interesting. I, I, have, I think I came across them and Pegaxia around the same time. I know Pegaxia now, uh, like, they've launched and i think you mentioned them earlier as well the, uh, another cool project tin is a is a great leader but um yeah i think those are some of the games i don't want to shill too much but i think one thing i just wanted to add is like we as as leaders in the space we have to focus on community we have to focus on incentivizing the community it it goes beyond money like You know, the problem with traditional games was I spent thousands of hours grinding in RuneScape. I spent a ton of money on on armor, on power leveling, on gold. But when there was a trend shift and my friends stopped playing and I guess the game died down, everything, I have nothing to show for it. Everything that I was using, every, my characters, it's just, 
there's no interoperability built within their platform. And I feel like that is the key outlier that's going to break um, the traditional gaming system. So imagine my Axie, I'm able to transfer my Axie character to Sandbox or to Decentraland or convert it to another game and have like a, you know, a, a Mario, a Mario Kart type of experience with my, my character. And that doesn't just allow me to, you know, move it and not feel like I'm operating in a silo, but it allows me to express myself in all of these different metaverses with that character. That's ultimately my digital profile so yeah i think, I think that's, that's a piece that for yeah. for game game in particular that hasn't really come to fruition just yet that composability of in-game assets that can just seamlessly move from one game to another or from one virtual world to to another and I, it's what i'm really excited about i think we're definitely going to see that happen a lot more um, and I think we'll start to help click for a lot of people that kind of have the question of like, wait, why would I spend like a, a couple of thousand bucks on this virtual like avatar that sits in this game? <laughs> I think like when, when people start to see that in action, I, I do think it's going to start helping a lot of like new people, especially non-traditional gamers uh, to, to see where the value is. But Matt, let me ask you a question. If you were to invest $1,000 in that character and you knew that you were able to yield more than $1,000, would you buy it? Well, yeah. Of I, like, course. Definitely. Of course. And I think that's the additional value in all of this, right, is you gave your example there of like RuneScape and several other ecosystems. I think like a more, like even more modern day example that's like the best one of this is like Fortnite, right, where the largest driver of uh, Epic Games revenue from Fortnite comes from in-game cosmetics. And people are like happy to spend like you on average, like a few hundred bucks just on in-game assets that they know will never amount to anything else than their experience inside Fortnite. And I think when we start to now transition and people can get a, their head around what is still ultimately the incredibly complicated user interfaces and explanations around Web3 gaming and play and earn and how you can both earn yield on top of in-game assets, but also like, you know, if that game kind of dies or like weans down in its, uh, its daily active users, those game assets can be pulled out and used elsewhere as well as being sold elsewhere. And it's just like, you know, it just feels like a complete no-brainer to me that that is going to just be the direction everything trends towards. Yep. But in order to get there, these games have to be fun. Right. Right. I, I definitely agree. And I think that is a problem right now. And, you know, uh, it's difficult, right? Because I guess for, for you, looking at making like long-term bets in these game ecosystems of new games and uh, virtual worlds that are popping up, it, how much do you pay attention to like how great the gameplay is right now versus like potential in the future? Because it's tough, especially if you're building it's hard. in platforms. It's, Matt, it's, nobody has the right answer for that. You have to just take a chance on the team, but in order to hedge, you have to build communities. You have to build communities. You have to build infrastructure around it. You have to focus on content. You have to focus on 
things that are not angles that are not being touched right now. You have to get innovative, think outside of the box so that if when the music does stop and play to earn, because I do think we are in a mania, I think we're in a bubble. You have to be prepared for that. And I'm not saying it's a backup plan, but it's it seems like the right plan. And this seems to be really where your focus has been. Oh, yeah. You know, go go kind of semi all in here on uh, gaming and like the wider space, but also building this adjacent uh, brand and like incubator for content creators that it's I mean, these are like mutually beneficial as well. And you're kind of hedging your bets in that respect. Uh, and, and then also I would I would also add it comes down to alliances like we want to work with other guilds. We want to work with other organizations. Like we're not, the Metagoons doesn't view um, YGG, Merit Circle, Loot Squad, Avocado Guild as competitors. We've carved out our own lane and I'm sure they have as well. And, and they have their own niche, they have their own secret sauce. But I think the key to building this the right way is for us to all work together in some regard in some some uh, aspect, and that's what we're looking to do. So we we're actually we have close ties with uh, with a ton of guilds, but we want to build up more of that rep. And I just want to say openly that if you're a guild, if you need help, if you're anybody that's even just looking to learn about play to earn or just about the metaverse, please reach out to us at Metagoons, and, and we can get you set up and at least uh, provide you with the proper education. Well, I think that's a you know. perfect way to end out this this interview. Thank you so much, DJ, for coming on the show. This has been great. I think everyone can go and check out what you're building and following along over at Metagoons. I definitely will be. Links will be in the show notes to everything that um, is being built out by DJ and the, the crew. But thanks again. And yeah, we're all rooting for you, DJ. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. One last thing, though. I want to say to the audience and to everybody that may be listening to this, we are documenting this entire process. The Metagoons are documenting this, like the origin story, the day in the life of being a Metagoon. So please be on the lookout for that. And it's going to be epic. It's going to be better than some movies that are out. It's going to be AAA rated blockbuster content. So yeah, just very excited. Just wanted to put that out there. But thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. That's great. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, DJ. All the All best. Right, man. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and want to show your appreciation, why not subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a positive review. You want to catch up on all of the previous episodes? Why not visit decryptingcrypto.xyz, follow us on Twitter at decryptopodcast, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show or just want to leave us some personal feedback, email us at podcast at decryptingcrypto.xyz. The contents of the Decrypting Crypto podcast should not be used and are not intended as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence before making any investment, cryptocurrency or otherwise.